Hi everyone, this is Tavern Nasir welcoming you to the 50th episode of Leadership Biz Cafe. And to celebrate this important milestone, we're rolling out a brand new theme for the show. Granted, compared to some other podcasts, reaching episode number 50 might not seem like a big deal. But the fact is I started this podcast eight years ago as a fun excuse to be able to sit down and talk about leadership with some fascinating and insightful people. And seeing it become not only a big hit with listeners, but receiving accolades from Inc. and others as being amongst the best leadership podcasts has really been a rewarding achievement. So for me, hitting this milestone is definitely something worth celebrating. And that's why for this episode, I'd like to tell a personal story of mine, which I shared during a Q&A session after one of my leadership keynotes. I also shared this story on my award-winning leadership blog, and it turned out to be a big hit with both of these audiences, in large part because it answers a common question I often get from leaders who are looking to improve their craft. So, let's start up the espresso machine and brew up another leadership espresso shot. A few years ago, during the Q&A session of my leadership keynote, I was asked by one of the leaders in the audience about a challenge he was facing in terms of encouraging his employees to learn and develop new skills. Dealing with employee pushback to changing how they operated, he wanted to know how do you get people to challenge their assumptions of what they're capable of in order to help them to grow and evolve into stronger contributors to their organization's vision. Rather than sharing the findings of some study, I decided to answer this question by sharing a story about one of the best leaders I ever had the privilege to work for, a leader who not only inspired me to dream bigger, but who encouraged me to challenge how I viewed myself and the contributions I could make. Dan was the president of a life sciences company where I served in my first middle management role. Now, the interesting thing about Dan is that when you first meet him, he can seem a bit intimidating. Not only because he's quite tall, but because he had this air of quiet confidence and assuredness about him. And yet, despite seeming intimidating in his stature and in the way he walked, Dan had this way of talking to you so that within moments you felt quickly at ease, where you no longer saw him as being the president but more like someone who was genuinely interested in others and wanting to help you if he can. Now, one of my fondest memories of working with Dan was the numerous one-on-one -on -one meetings I had with him in his office. Whenever he saw me waiting outside his corner office by his secretary's desk, he'd greet me with a warm smile and invite me to take a seat next to his desk. What made these meetings stand out in my mind was how I'd end up doing most of the talking. On some occasions, Dan would share a detail or two to help me gain a better understanding of some project I was working on, but for the most part, Dan relied more on asking me questions, some to get a better understanding of where things were at, while others were meant to shine a light on areas where he thought I should look into before going forward. The reason why I remember these meetings so fondly was because they ended up opening up so many opportunities for me to push myself in ways I never imagined or saw myself doing. Opportunities like overseeing the logistics of two company mergers in terms of both personnel and equipment, scouting property locations for a possible new head office, 
and even working with a team of architects to help plan and design the future expansion wing for our facility to meet both current needs as well as anticipating future needs we needed down the road. All of these initiatives were things I had never done before. And yet, every time these ideas and proposals came up through our discussions, Dan never hesitated in encouraging me to take the lead in exploring them and ultimately overseeing the process of bringing them to fruition. Unfortunately, as is the case with most great bosses, the time I got to work with Dan was cut short when headhunters recruited him to take on leading another company. I was fortunate enough to have one last one-on-one with Dan before he left, and I used it to ask him why he never questioned my ability to lead these various initiatives that I brought to his attention, given that I had no prior experience to prove that I could do the job. I remember how Dan just smiled and told me how he heard in those conversations that drive we all have to be more than we are today. Dan told me that he knew the ideas and suggestions I had put forth would be challenging for me, and that as a consequence, I would experience both setbacks and failures in pursuing some of them. At the same time, though, he knew giving me this space to challenge myself in this way would not only push me to become a more valued member of his team, but it would make me feel a greater level of commitment to the organization's success and growth. Dan went on to say that, The more I was willing to challenge myself, the more he wanted to support my efforts, because he knew that even if I failed at it, I would treat those setbacks as lessons that I had to learn to grow and evolve into the kind of leader he saw within me. And that as a leader himself, it was his responsibility to create an environment where I wanted to push myself past my comfort zone so I could learn and grow and perhaps one day lead my own company and help others the way he helped me. Now, the reason why I wanted to share this story is because it demonstrates how the way we bring out the best in those we lead is often found in the most simple of gestures and efforts. Dan understood that a leader's job is to create an environment where people know that they matter and deserve to be heard. That's why in those impromptu meetings I had with Dan, he always made me feel welcomed and that he appreciated hearing from me. Knowing that he counted on me to bring my best to the work I did drove me to push myself because I knew I was doing work that mattered. Another important leadership lesson Dan revealed in these conversations was that a leader's focus shouldn't be on giving answers but on championing their employees to discover them. That you recognize that your responsibility is not to provide solutions for the problems your employees have, but to give them the guidance and support to tap into their native talents, experiences, and insights to discover the best course of action going forward. And this leads me to the third leadership lesson Dan taught me about how leaders can encourage their employees to challenge themselves to learn new skills and grow. And that is, Believing in our potential for greatness requires a leader who believes in that as well. That they show that faith and trust in our abilities by giving us the permission to fail and the support we need to pick ourselves back up so that we might learn how we can grow and evolve into that better version of ourselves. That's why when I think about what made Dan one of the best leaders I ever had the pleasure to work with, I don't think about what achievements our organization attained under his leadership. 
Rather, what comes to mind is the way he made me and so many of those who worked under him feel about our contributions, our abilities, and ourselves. As such, I'm sure it'll come as no surprise that when Dan announced his decision to leave our company to lead another one, many of us were hoping we might be able to join him in his new endeavor, not because of the work he'd be doing with this new company, but because of how he helped us to see the greatness that existed in each of us and how we could make that a part of the work we do. Dan was the kind of leader who understood that it's a leader's job to help their employees grow into shining stars in their organization. And that's exactly what each of us felt under his leadership, that his focus wasn't on his own accomplishments, but on how he could inspire us to bring our full selves to the work we do, because we knew it mattered. Indeed, if there's one message we can all benefit from in Dan's example, it's that we shouldn't view ourselves in terms of what we do today, but in what we can achieve tomorrow. That we instill in ourselves that belief and trust that we can do more and be more than we are today by challenging our assumptions about ourselves and what's possible. Dan epitomized the idea that we shouldn't limit ourselves in our leadership to the everyday work, but to a vision and purpose that's not only bigger than ourselves, but one that brings out the best in all who join us in helping to make it a reality. It's why to this day, Dan remains as one of the best leaders I've ever had the chance to work with because he demonstrated that leadership is not about you, but about your ability to bring out the best in those you lead. And on that note, we come to the end of another Leadership Espresso Shot. And that's it for this 50th episode of Leadership Biz Cafe, brought to you by Tavernisier Leadership. As I mentioned at the start of this episode, the idea to share this story came from a question I got during the Q&A session of one of my leadership keynotes. And these are the kinds of insights I can bring to your organization at an upcoming conference, leadership retreat, or for a corporate training event. So be sure to visit our company's website at tavernisier.com to learn more about that. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments you'd like to share, fill out the contact form on my website. And if you've enjoyed this and other episodes of my podcast, please do share it with your colleagues and your team to help spread the word about this show. And don't forget, you can find all past episodes of this show, as well as links to subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio on our podcast page, at tamvernasir.com slash LBC. So if you'd like to share this podcast with your colleagues, that's a great place to get them started. And with that, I'm Tamvernasir, and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe. Leadership Biz Cafe.